Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Gather around, everybody. Listen up. I got a story to tell. Tell, tell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Rico Lane, and thank you for checking in to the Blessed Money Podcast, where we help you build your relationship with Christ by sharing blessings and testimonies on Bible scriptures that is manifested in everyday people's lives like yourself. If you have ever found a Bible difficult to understand, struggle with your faith, or simply wonder why Christians believe the way that they do, then this podcast is definitely for you. I believe that if we can show you that the Bible is made real in our personal lives today, even though it was written so many years ago by so many different authors, then you just may change the way you view the Bible. It may even spark your curiosity on the Bible or Christ, and I know without a doubt, if you seek Christ, you will find him. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And oh yeah, don't forget, be a blessing and share your testimony. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. I thank you for an opportunity for me to be used by you, Lord. I thank you for an opportunity to be a vessel to share your word. I pray that as I discuss your word, that it is all you and none of me. I also pray that the listeners' ears, their eyes, their hearts, and their minds are open so that they hear the truth, they know the truth, and they understand the truth. And anything that may not be the truth, I pray that you take it away from their memory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Rico. Thank you for checking in to another Blessed Money podcast. This week, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And in Genesis chapter 2, we are discussing the first time that God said something was not good. And what was he talking about? Well, he looked down at Adam, saw Adam alone, and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And that's when he created woman. And thank God he created woman, man. I love my wife. I, I You know, we've, we've been through our ups and downs, and I've made a lot of mistakes, and she still stuck it out with me. But I know that God truly provided her to be a helper to me, to be a support to me. And he's holding me accountable on how I treat her. But we're going to go a little bit deeper into that. See, the Bible tells us time and time again it's not good for man to be alone. In fact, I feel like that's when Satan really tries to attack us is when we're alone. When we're dealing with something we're not willing to share with somebody. And when we're just keeping ourselves separated from other Christians. That's why it tells us that we can't neglect with fellowship with, with each other, especially as the end times come, right? And so my guest today, D. Frost, Destin Frost, he uh, has a good testimony on why this scripture resonates with him, how it manifested in his life, and how godly community helped change his life. He's got a lot going on. He's the uh, drummer in a rock band called Arcane Atlas. He got his own podcast where he it's called Prognotes, where he talks about uh, different progressive rock bands and he hoped to educate people on them and help them you know just find some new bands that they may not know I'll be honest, I've never listened to progressive rock until I listened to his podcast. 
And not only that, he has a strong passion for coaching. Matter of fact, he coaches youth baseball, and that's something we actually both have in common. And he ended up writing a book about it called The Game of Baseball. And so our interview picks up there, and you'll hear us kind of talking about that. We'll kind of talk about the things that God is doing in his life and how God is using him and his wife. And then he's going to share his testimony on today's scripture, on Genesis 12, 18. And he's going to be giving us some good tips on why it's important for man to not to be alone and the benefits of having godly community and how it transformed his life so i really hope that you find value in the show if you find value in the show then let us know support my brother destin uh reach out to us on the blessedimony um app and and just and share your testimony on on the scripture share how godly community has helped you and how it has transformed your life and if you're an introvert and you're the kind of person who believe you don't need christ this is an episode you definitely want to pay attention to so without further ado let's check out the interview interview um, I've also, uh, also have a massive passion for baseball as well as the youth in baseball. And I actually wrote a book called the game of baseball, uh, that extensively breaks down the roles and duties of parents and players, uh, in their baseball experience. And, uh, so I grew up playing baseball as well as teaching and coaching baseball. And so what that book does is talks about youth sports today and how to maximize, um, either as a parent or child's abilities, not only in baseball, but also just in life and, uh, and the parallels that sports can have to those lessons you can learn are incredible. Um, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Hannah, and uh, we are just trying to serve the Lord every single day. That's, that's uh, kind of, <laughs> kind of where, where I'm at right now in, in my, uh, in my life currently. Man, that's awesome, man. A couple of things we kind of have in common. One, uh, I like to t- I like to coach a lot, and so I feel like I'm the happiest when I'm coaching, teaching, or like mentoring oh, yeah. people. And yes. so, like, uh, I do a lot of well, I did a lot of youth uh, sports coaching, uh, but ever since I moved out to LA, because uh, I'm also in the military. But ever since I moved out to LA, I I've really just been focusing on giving back to the youth through ministry. So yes. I'm teaching the kids ministry, and yeah, and, and and just really like you said, just really serving the Lord, and the fact that. LA's traffic is so bad it's, it's, it's kind of <laughs> hard for me to do that and coach but man I yep. love doing that as well man that's that's yeah. awesome it's great it, it's one of the most fulfilling fulfilling things yeah, it, it, yeah. especially especially when you are it's just it's just interesting it's an interesting experience it's hard to describe it in a in a, in a short sentence or even a small paragraph it's 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 just something else it's different yeah, man, I always say God bless us so we can bless others. And, that, that's, and right. that's just one way of blessing others. It's just it's giving back. Uh, you know, if you accomplish something or if you know how to do something and did something, it's really your duty to help the next person be able to do that. And I love the fact that you say you like to tie in the sport to, to life, you know. And I, yes. I think that's really important for the youth because a lot of times kids, especially kids in the area I grew up in, they're coaches their teachers they're they're the only like role models and parent type figures some of these kids really have and right, yep and i always say you know if a kid disrespect their teacher if they're disrespecting their coaches then they're going to grow up and disrespect their uh boss they're going to disrespect their uh the judges and police officers and just cause all kind of problems so right. sports is a good way to teach them to just respect their elders uh respect yep. the people that's pouring into their lives yeah, yeah, it's discipline, work ethic, 
team, like a, building a team, leadership. I mean, it's it's everything. It's yeah. everything. Yeah, and, I agree, uh, man. It's, it's incredible. Awesome, man. So, so we um, we talked about you doing your your uh, blessed money. You were saying that Genesis eighteen is is really your your whole. I mean, I'm sorry, Genesis two. Excuse me, Genesis two yeah. is where your testimony comes from. But if you had to narrow it down to one scripture, it would be Genesis two eighteen. And so, yes. what I do is I read that I read that scripture. And then we'll just kind of have a conversation on, on what that scripture means and just kind of have the audience out with that. And then we'll get into your testimony. Perfect. All right. So it says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Genesis 2, 18. All right. So uh, before I kick it over to you, let me just say a couple, a couple things. This particular scripture Genesis 2 18 sits near and dear to my heart. Like yeah. uh, I hear a lot of people all the time say, all I need is Jesus. And as long as I got God, that's all I need. And this and that. And, and that is true. Jesus right. is the most important thing for you to have. Right. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, God told us multiple times, yep. multiple times for uh, that is not good for us to be alone, you know, and that we should not forsake fellowship. And so this particular scripture is the first time that God yep. actually said something was not good when he was creating right. the world. So I'm yep. going to kick it over to you to just have you explain this scripture and then share your testimony. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you, you really hit the nail on the head rare when you, when you said that this, well, for one, there's multiple times that the Bible says that it is not good for man to be alone. And the reason why I chose Genesis 2.18 is, is you, you nailed it right there, is that it was the first time that he ever said it. But what is so powerful about it is that it what it really describes is before even woman was created, before man, or I mean, it was it's like... The first problem in the world wasn't really sin. It was before they sinned. The first problem in the world was actually not sin, but it was actually solitude. Yeah. And and like you said, each step of the way, when God created the world, he said that everything was good. But then once he created Adam, something was all of a sudden not good. So this was before the fall, before sin had even entered the world. So what this tells me is that Adam wasn't completed because he needed community. Mm. And so what, what this does for us, well, although... You know, probably our, our deepest problems are our sin and idolatry. Our first problem is social isolation. And this certainly corresponds to the, the testimony and walk with the Lord of how I've grown as a Christian. And so that's that's exactly why I chose this verse is because I believe it's it's so incredibly powerful because of the location in the Bible, but also um how just how true it is and how and how it's played out in my life. Yeah. I actually just did a sermon on um on just how it is, how life is like better when we're connected and we're in godly community. And originally when I, before I did that sermon, I actually had a different sermon I was going to give, but God was just putting it on my heart. And I actually yeah. almost, I, I actually almost asked my pastor not to speak that day because I was just dealing with a lot of stuff. And what I realized was when I moved, when I was living in Georgia, I'm from Georgia and uh, I was fortunate enough to be stationed out there for the military. And so when I was living out there, um, I had given my life to Christ. I had a small group. My Me and my wife was leading a marriage small group. I was a part yeah. of a small group uh, on Sundays where we, um, it's called Starting Point, where you just help people kind of 
who's just starting their walk with Christ, and we explained that. So I was a part of that group, and then we uh, then there was a men's group that I was a part of too, where we just kind of prayed together, went out to community, and did stuff together. And life yeah. was good, man. I mean, life right. was great, right? Then the military moved me to L.A. I get out to L.A. I'm away from my family. Uh, I don't have none of my uh, godly community in, anymore. And I was going to a church, but I, I realized that we, I was just literally showing up every Sunday, seeing the people, fellowshipping with them, calling them my brother and sister in Christ. But in reality, I didn't even really know them. They didn't know my number. They didn't, I didn't have their numbers. I didn't see them except for on Sundays yeah, or on yeah. Thursday at Bible school. And right. And I went through a point where I was literally lonely. I was, and I, and I got a wife, kids, and and people may say, "Well, how can you be lonely with that?" Right. But I was yep. missing that godly biblical community, and I yes. went through a phase of almost depression, right? And I honestly think God showed me that, and, and allowed me to experience biblical community, then allowed me to not have it. So then that Ooh, way, yeah. we can share the importance of it. And I'm yes. telling you, man, it's definitely huge being around other believers. Oh yeah. Everybody's got their story and everybody has their story of the of the pain that they've experienced and the hurt that they've experienced, the guilt, the anger, the sadness, all of that stuff. And what's incredible is that Jesus saves, but community heals. Mm. And people say that they're, you know, well, I'm I'm an introvert. You know, I I like to I like to have my time alone. Time alone is great, but there's a difference between, you know, being alone and isolating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, there's yeah. a difference between like, you know what? I need to be alone and recharge. But then there's a, there's a massive difference between isolating and being alone. And everybody, if, you, if you're isolating yourself, that is just the ultimate spot for the enemy to come in and just put something in your head, put something in your mind, whatever happens. And it's, it's such an easy way for the enemy to get to us is when we're in isolation. And... Um, yeah, I, that's that's incredible. You got to see that. You got to see the w both sides of it were like. It's yeah, like I, I have I have this, and it's like oh my gosh! Like I got all these people speaking into my life, speaking life into me, and walking with me in life. And then I had none of that. And exactly like you said, you could have a wife, family, kids, but you could still feel lonely. And yeah. that's just that's just a need for intimacy. And, and us men, especially us men, I think that's much harder for men to do is because, you know, having intimate relationships as men can be weird to some people. If you mention yeah. that, it's like, what are you talking about? An intimate relationship with a man? Yes, an emotionally intimate relationship with men like that. We're walking with we're sharing our life with each other and we're making sure that we're holding each other accountable as men. And that is just a fantastic way to walk with other people in your life while also connected to the Lord. And it's a, it'll be a blessing to your family. I promise. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cause it's, it's really, especially like for me, you know, being, uh, in the military, uh, being, I, I joined as a, I was a cop. And so it was in the Air Force. That's like the closest thing we have to oh, really wow. like an infantry position. Right. Right. So yeah. 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 You, we were taught like, get the mission done by all means and you got to be hard and you you know you can't be fearful this and that and so there's a lot of things that i'm not even comfortable with sharing my wife and she doesn't understand it but i'll tell her like i don't want you to see me as a failure i don't want you to see me when i'm worried mm. about something i don't want you but if but if i had like a, a fellow brother especially one who's a godly one because you because everybody right. got those yep. friends who who are like down for you and a ride for you and do whatever uh -huh. for you. yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah but they may not they they may not pray for you they may not they may tell you what you want to hear now 
what you need to hear. And if you got that person in your life that you can feel comfortable enough to share those things with, just like you said, that community heals you. If I'm going through something that I'm ashamed or I don't even really want my wife to know about, and if I keep that to myself, then the enemy's going to attack me and tear me up with it. But if oh, I can yeah. go confess that to a brother and we pray together, then I can be healed from it. Yep. And the word says that confess your sins to one another. Yep. And and yep. you shall be healed. And it's, it's, it says it right there. I mean, it's as blunt as it can get, but we, <laughs> it's yeah. like, who, who are we supposed to share that with? And that's, and that's exactly, it's exactly what goes along with this. It's perfect. Yeah, That's man. Really so before cool, you man. share your testimony, I do want to add one thing to to this particular scripture because you said something about people um, use the fact that they're introvert as an excuse. And you know, honestly, my, my wife, she's actually an introvert. We're like, yeah, so is mine. You know, yeah, same so, here. Yeah, and so um, one thing I just want to share with the listeners is that is this one, like we I already identified is that this was the first time God said something that's not good. So you may want right. to pay. Uh, attention to that yep. but another thing too people spend a lot of money a lot of times trying to answer the question what is the purpose of life and the reality of it is it's very simple you know it's the uh great commandment love god first and then equally as important love your neighbors and so right. and so everybody got different gifts and talents and they, and they have different ways of doing that but ultimately whatever you're good at whatever you're talented at whatever God called you to do you're supposed to use that to love on others so that way they can see Jesus in you and they, and they will want to come to know Jesus for themselves and that's what yeah, our purpose good. in life is. Yeah, that's good. So that's I, good. I, so go ahead uh Genesis 2:18 uh, what, what's, what's your testimony on that? How has that manifested in your life? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just, I'll just start back, uh, a couple of years ago, about five years ago. And, uh, because I'm, I'm 24 currently. So, you know, my, my story now has really just been from my teenage years up until now 24 married. Um, so five years ago, uh, my life in particular was very transactional in my relationships as, as well as my thinking. Um, I was very money hungry, seeking quote unquote stability and a, a career that would provide, uh, my biggest fear was just not having enough in church. You might hear serving mammon, which is here Hebrew for, you might say the, the spirit around money. Um, but anyway, my relationships were also that way. Most of my relationships were business transactions. You know, it's like, I do this, you do this. And it was all very worldly. And although the people I were hanging with weren't bad influences by all means, there was just never any brotherhood. Like we've been talking about openness and true honesty in my relationships. I would lie about myself to other people to feel accepted. Emotions were labeled to me as bad and just got in the way of what needed to be done. I, I lacked empathy. And Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the heart, or I, excuse me, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order for you to may know the hope to which he has called you. And the R's, the eyes to my heart were just closed shut. Mm. And so life, business, uh, money, stability, career, opportunity, music, um, all the things the world would say would bring happiness. I was, I was a survivor. I endured emotional pain by defending against the exposure of what happened in my heart. I pretended like my heart didn't even matter. The feelings, the needs, the desires, longings, hope, they just weren't essential. And I kept my heart hidden to survive. So at 20 years old, I went through this class called 
men's fraternity. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this. Um, it was created by Robert Lewis. My father actually taught it. And, uh, and this class, this class served a huge purpose for me. And that was realizing that I had no true friendships. And Proverbs 18, 24, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And I just didn't feel like I had that. And I'm also not saying that I had the wrong friends. I just never took the initiative of a deeper, closer relationship with them. This was all on me. And at this point in my life, I was dating my now wife, Hannah, and I knew I needed to change if I wanted to marry this girl, which were my full intentions when we started dating. Mm. And so, so now I'm on this quest to find a brother because I know how important it is. And I knew that I just didn't have any strong friendships. And I had a thought one day uh, to reach out to a guy who I used to work with that I hadn't seen in probably four to five months. Uh, his name was Ethan. We ended up going to Chick-fil-A. We're there for about six hours, just chatting. I knew what I needed in my life and he was looking for the same thing. From there sparked just this brotherhood. And that relationship led me to some other close, fr close friendships with other men which also led me to the church that I attend and serve with now, which obviously brought a multitude of friendships and mentors into my life. And I just respect the men in my life. They build me up, speak life into me. They speak the word and truth into my life and marriage, love me and walk, and walk through life with me. And uh, I, I made one decision four years ago, five, four to five years ago to go deeper in relationship with my friends. And this is what God had for me. I had no idea that I was going to be having the men that I have in my life now. And, and the context of Genesis 2.18 is the reason why this is so serious is because you're only as safe as the secrets that you haven't shared with anybody. And vulnerability is the key to healthy relationships. And that's why I believe God specifically says that man should not be alone. And like I said before, Jesus saves, but the community can heal that hurt or the, or the depression or the shame or the guilt, all the wounds that we have. And we were created to be in relationship with God and other and and, and each other, and that's why the story um, and Genesis two eighteen are my testimony. And uh, it's uh, it's been a crazy five years of of seeing making that decision, and then seeing what God had for me after I made that decision. And and now the friendships that I have, I have a, an amazing friend circle that I respect and, and love and truly, truly, truly care about these guys. Um, and they're also married and can speak and they speak into my wife as well. And so we, we just walk together. We're not perfect, but we walk together and we share life together and do life together and communicate on a daily basis. And, it, and it's incredible. I, it's something that I thought could never even be possible. Man, that is that is amazing. You know what? So in Genesis two, like if you're reading that that whole chapter, it talks about how God created man, and it yeah. says how He breathed life into him, right? But then right. also in Second Timothy, it talks about how God's word, all word. scripture, is God breathed, right? Yeah. And so, I, I just find it amazing how that particular scripture ties into one, like we already discussed, the great commandment. But two, yeah. as I'm listening to your testimony, it describes the great commission as well. How we're to uh, be disciples and go out and make more disciples. And a lot of right. people look at discipleship as, oh, let me go to Bible study and learn and study. And that can be a part of it. But true discipleship is doing life together, being around yeah. somebody. Don't let me teach you how to treat my wife. Let me show yeah. you. Let me show you firsthand 
because you're around me and my wife. And that way you can learn how to treat a wife. And so what you describe with your friends and, and all the, uh, the, the, the brotherhood that you had with your people, that that is true discipleship. That is what yeah. God called us to do. And so I just love how God's word is living like that and how it applies in our life. But and then how we may read one scripture and get one thing, but it ties back into so many other things in God's word. Oh yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's it is absolutely, absolutely incredible. And and we we serve together too. That's that's another thing that we do is like we serve we serve in the church together. And that is oh my goodness, that is that is a blast to to be able yeah. to be in to be in that with with these other men. It's it is amazing. And so yeah, man, that's awesome, man. So how yeah. long have you and your wife been married? We have now been married. Let's see here. We just over two months. We got married January 18th. Oh, man. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a blast. So, so yeah. So, honestly, when I read the uh, scripture, I thought for sure it was going to be something around, like, how you know, you know how God created a woman for man and all that. But you also just got married. So, yeah, so I'm sure the scripture uh, hits home there as well, huh? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a... Uh, it, it's it's been it's been interesting because that the, the amount of things that I've learned from Hannah um, before before even get I mean we're obviously still learning as as we've been married but we've we've known each other and been dating for three years and the amount of growth that she's inspired in me to be a better man and I mean I, I probably wouldn't have done a lot of this stuff in the first place if it weren't for her I mean it was you know because I was in the mindset of wanting to marry her two years ago and seeing going through men's fraternity. And one of the things that we brought up in that class was, uh, it was, it was the wounds of a man. And, uh, it's talking about, um, uh, kind of the mother wound, the, the lover wound, friend wound. And I, I forget the fourth one. Um, but the friend wound was the one that stuck out and it was just, it hit so hard because it meant so much more because there was somebody that I cared about that is going to be affected by this change if I, if I decided to make it and, and it probably going through, even going through men's fraternity in the first place, you know, probably, I mean, she probably inspired, inspired me in some sort of way to go through that. It's just, you want to, you want to be better. And, uh, and so it's, it's, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Just the amount of, the amount of growth that, um, your wife or girlfriend can inspire in you to open up even more flood, you know, floodgate of, of God's promises and blessings that he has for you down the road. It's, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Man, man it's just amazing that you were obedient and willing to, to, to do that. Like most men wouldn't even want to go and do the men's fraternity. And so just the fact that you had that dedication before you went into your marriage, man, that just, you know, that just, yeah, that's an example for other people to follow. That's an example. I, I'm sure God has his hand in your marriage. I'm sure God is going to bless your marriage because of that obedience. I man. appreciate that, is, that. That is amazing, brother. Thank um, you. And so um, one other note I will, I will want to make, especially for the listeners, because, again, the whole point here is that that godly community is key. You know, we got to be around other believers. It's not yes. good for us to be alone. And so one other thing. I would like to share with people who have that introvert mindset and use that. And it's okay to be an introvert, but you know, with Jesus, you know, uh, he, he basically, uh, he makes us strong in our weaknesses. So whenever we're weak, if we take it to him, we can be strong in those areas. And so, um, 
I would say if anybody could have fulfilled their purpose in life being alone, it would have been Jesus. And right. just look at the example that we have with Jesus and, and how he decided to do life with his right. disciples. And so I definitely uh, just wanted to just throw that, that little point in there as well before I yeah. forgot. Like what you hear so far? This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. You can support the show by purchasing a copy of the Bless Money book or apparel on Amazon.com. The proceeds help us to continue to deliver the Bless Money ministry. You can continue the conversation on blessedmoney.com or on the Blessed Money app, available on both Apple and Google's Play Store. We would love to hear your thoughts on the show or your testimony on today's scripture. Thank you for your support. And now back to the show. Show. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, I'm, you know, for me and, and probably for you and I, is, you and I both were, I mean, we're, we're probably both extroverts. And I, I, I even had, I had this problem it, it, just, just because. I'm an extrovert doesn't mean that I have a, a problem with getting godly relationships. It's it's not about, you know, can I go initiate? It's about my intention behind the initiative. And right. what are my what are my intentions for this relationship? And it's the exact same thing for dating. It's what is my intentions for me to date this person? Am I dating just to mess around and play around and do whatever we want to do? Or, or are my intentions to see if we are compatible, see if we have the same type of interest, see if we can do life together possibly and get married and so it's it's all about the intentionality behind the decision to make an initiative to start that friendship and for me i just didn't have like i had i wouldn't say i had like a lot of friends i knew i knew a lot of people and i had uh most of the people in my and the guys in my band were my my closest friends and but it's it's you know making that intentional step to go deeper is can be can be a scary thing can be especially in the relationships that you have now that started off not that way oh yeah i think that's one of the biggest things that make that is that is hard that's harder rather than starting a brand new relationship and just starting it off on the right foot and saying this is what i'm looking for this is this is what this is the type of relationship that i want to have the type of friendships i want to have changing that just like anything else making change which is difficult sometimes in your other relationships is uh has to has to obviously has to have a a two-way street there can't just be one person but that can that can be the most difficult so it's it's uh but still still can encourage you to do that encourage everybody to do that is to encourage that change and take that initiative to be you know, I, I want to go deeper in this friendship with you and and walk with you in life and understand your heart a little bit more. Like what's going on with you is and, and what's going on. I mean, it can be, you know, simple vulnerability is just asking them how they're feeling today. And, and that just yeah. that can just lead that can lead into a much stronger way. That's when you're starting to get into the wounds of a person. And, and because we're all wounded, we've all experienced pain. And we've we've all experienced wounds in our pa- wounds of our past and past relationships and friendships and whatever it is, and that's where you start walking with people. And when when you're in that deep, and it's just unconditional love for the other person, unconditional respect for the other person, and you respect that person, they respect you, and you love them, they love you, and it, it's um, it's it's really a godly friendship. I mean, it's that's what we're what we're designed and supposed to do. We're we're created to be in relationship with God and and other people, and it's 
it's just incredible. Highly encourage everybody yeah, to do that. Yeah, and it's it's definitely harder. It's harder. Uh, it's easier said than done. I know, like especially oh, like yeah. for me, I struggle. I struggle with this a lot because I didn't grow up with a dad. I didn't know my dad. And oh so yeah. Having a not having a man to tell me I I love you or or have that father son relationship right. It was really hard for me to express love to other men it felt like it was you know it wasn't right or something like that even like with my boys like my girls i could tell them i love them all the time and hug them and show them affection but for a long time it was hard for me to show my even my sons that i love them and and you know i felt like i had to be rough with them and teach them how to be a man and everything yep and so and so it wasn't really until i found christ that i was really able to I was comfortable with doing that. And then, like you said about having a friend that your relationship started differently. So for me, I, I, I experienced that firsthand. I got oh, a wow. close buddy, somebody who's like a, a, a brother to me. Um, yeah. we, we both served in Iraq together. We both, um, um, when we got back from Iraq, he got out of the military. And when I was stationed in Georgia, he was living in Georgia because we were both from Georgia. And so we just always been there for each other. We could always, you know, depend on one another. And yeah. so I end up, when I got saved, I end up having to call him and apologize to him for the type of friend I was. Because anytime wow. there was some drama or anything going on, I was right there to have his back. Anytime he was having issues with his wife or whatever, then of course I would be encouraging him the negative way, right? And so I right. called him one day and I was like, hey man, listen, the way, you know, I apologize because the, some of the advice I gave you, some of the things uh, I allowed you to do, some of the things we did together, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have done that. And I was like, from here on out, mm. you know, now that I'm saved, I'm not going to always tell you what you want to hear, but I am going to tell you what you need to hear. And I am going to pray for you and I am, you know, and I'll be there for you just like any other time but but the difference now is going to be you're going to get godly advice instead of worldly advice and the reality of it is you know I'm a, you know I'm a little bit further in my walk with Christ but because of that I've noticed he's he's starting to get stronger in his walk with Christ and mm, he's starting yeah. to be you know more interested in learning about Christ and so it was hard to do but it was also something that definitely needed to be done yeah it, it reminds me of uh, Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Yeah, it's, it's it's what we It's what we need. It's so fun. It, it tells us so many times in the Bible that this, hey, it's like, hey, hey, this is what you need. This is what you need to do. Yeah. And, and, some, and somehow we just, we overlook it or don't pay attention to it or we, or we convince ourselves that that's not who we are. It's like, oh, no, I'm not meant to be around other people. Or, I, you know, I do better. I work better alone. And yeah. it's, Well, let me tell you why, oh, yeah. man. Like, we're living in a time. We're living in a time where we are so connected due to technology. We are That's so right. advanced due to technology. We're living where things get done fast. And, and like, if you really think about it, too, all, all the prophecies the Bible made about everybody, every corner of the earth will be able to hear the word of God before or hear the gospel before, you know, uh, Christ comes like we're yep. living in that time yeah, now but ironically the same thing that was supposed to connect us the technology the technology that was supposed to connect us is separating us people yeah, are they're so up. focused on going to work and and, and 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 getting more money getting to the bigger house but uh just think about if you only had like 
10 minutes to live. Like, for example, the tragic thing that just happened with Kobe Bryant. Can you imagine what they was thinking okay. about as that helicopter was coming down? Imagine you had that kind of time. I actually asked the church this, and everybody's answer came back to family, friends, yeah. loved yep. ones. But we spend our entire life not focusing on those people because right. we're so busy trying to get more money, so busy yep. trying to uh, pay off debt and, and get into the bigger house and all that kind of stuff. But the reality of it is we know that relationships and being with people is the most important thing. We know that once we, when, when we're on our deathbed, that's what we're going to be thinking about. That's what we're going to be concerned about. We're not going to be concerned about our house. We're not going to be concerned about all the accolades we have. We're yep. going to be concerned about, like, man, I wish I had more time to tell my family I love them. Man, I wish yep. I had more time to do this and I do that. And yeah, but, but we're living in a world that, that takes our mind off of that stuff the most yeah. important thing and it's funny because with the coronavirus going on it's like god put us in a position where it's like he's forcing us yeah to to to, to spend that quality time with people that's right yeah it reminds me of uh in matthew i don't know exactly i think it's matthew 6 somewhere but it's uh seek first the kingdom of god and everything else will be provided for you and Amen. we we forget that we forget that every day because we start seeking quote-unquote stability and i you know i live i live over here in in Hermitage, Tennessee. And, you know, just before the coronavirus, probably two weeks ago, we had a tornado and you probably heard about that. The Nashville tornado. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, that was 500 feet away from my apartment. I, it missed me by 500 feet. And, uh, so very thankful to still have my apartment, still have everything here. Um, and it, it just, it, it's crazy. I had a friend tell me this one time is that he told me, he told me, he said it was, so profound when he said it because I was, I, but like I said before, you know, five years ago, I was, I was seeking, I was seeking money, like I was seeking stability, and I, 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 pr I probably convinced myself that. And people tell you this all the time: you can never have enough money. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure, sure, yeah, but you know, but the Bible says is seek first the kingdom of God, right? If and what I saw it is this: that seek to obey, not to provide. You don't provide jack crap. You don't provide mm -hmm. anything. The Lord provides everything for you. It's not my job to go out and and provide for my family. The Lord provides. My job is to obey. And the amount of stress that just up just came off of me at that moment because I think uh the culture or society or whatever as is today for men convinces them that you you got to be the breadwinner. You got to have the good job and bring in the money and yada yada and and we're not seeking after Jesus. We're seeking after this fear of not having enough when we already have everything we need through Jesus and we're not seeking after him every single day and seek to obey, not to provide. And that is just, and, and it's, it's incredible that the amount of people that experience just the, that, that stress and we're, we're just going after the wrong things. Like you said, yeah yeah man that's amazing too like so uh, when i was studying genesis 2 i realized that you know in that in that chapter god gave you know three gifts to man like then the, the right. first one was work right he right. gave yep. him responsibility and things to do and so we are to go out and and, and and 
and do those type of things, right? But the same, yeah. the second thing he gave us was free will and a choice. Right. So he, yep. he could choose between eating from the tree or not, right? And so right. that ties right into what you're saying. It's like, okay, yeah, all right. So we got a job, we got a role to play, we got things, we have things that we need to shepherd over and that we're we're responsible yes. for. But at the same time, we uh we have to choose to obey God. We have to choose to put God first, or there's going to yeah. be consequences to that. That's and right. then that third thing was the woman where woman. again yep. it's not good for people to be alone. And yeah. so man it's just amazing how it all ties in together, man. Yeah. Yeah. And and even even when uh the Lord spoke to um Jesus, I think I think when uh I think it happened twice. Oh, I I don't remember the two instances. Uh, Somebody'll know, but the three things that he says is, you know, um uh, this is my beloved son. Right, or whom I love, or whatever translation, and it was listened to him, and which was just the father's blessing that he gave that he gave to him. Mm. And what I love about that is that, you know, it's it's showing that the relationship not only with man and woman, but also from father to son, was so incredibly important. Because I, I, I like I said, I don't remember exactly. You, do you remember what verse or chapter that's in the first time? Um, was it? I, I think when he got baptized. I think it was when he got baptized. Yeah, yeah when, he got when, baptized. He, when he got baptized and he came out of, uh, and he came up and you could yeah. see like the dove above. I can't. I can't I'm, yeah. Is that John? I don't remember. I really don't. But I just remember that it's two instances in the Bible, um, where he where where the Lord speaks to his son and says the exact same thing, and uh, which is this is who my, this is my beloved son and he's just telling him I I love you I I love my son and. It's it's so powerful that just so many different the, the the different aspects with all the different relationships from father to son from son to father daughter to mother and and husband to wife it all comes down to we're not meant to be alone we're meant to be in relationship with one another yeah yeah and I think the scripture you're talking about I think it's in both Matthew and it's in Luke so I think Matthew three and Luke three. Mm. Is where is where the, is where those where the two occasions and, yeah and it's not surprising it's, it's both because you know the gospels they're telling it from their different views but i knew it right, was in yep. the gospel somewhere 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 all right y'all so there you have it you know i had a good interview with destin and a great conversation a lot of good points and i just want to remind y'all that it is important for us to have godly community we cannot be alone because that is when satan is really going to try to attack us and play mind games on us and we can't use the excuse that i'm an introvert or i don't like to be around people if that is you then you need to repent pray to god and ask for help in that area because god makes it clear that we are to be in godly community. And so I just encourage you to do that. I encourage you to uh, join the conversation and, and let us know how godly community has helped you or how to join godly community if you not. You know, we can have a conversation about that as well. You know, uh, I would love to kick it and, and disciple and, and, and meet new Christian friends. So if you want a buddy, a godly community then hit me up but just know sometimes i may have to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear so until next time be a blessing and share your testimony testimony thanks again for joining us on the blessimony podcast make sure to visit our website blessimony.com or download the blessimony app where you can continue the conversation from this podcast by sharing your thoughts and testimonies on the scripture you can fellowship with other christians or check out the blessimony blog 
Oh, and I almost forgot. If you found any value in this show, we'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes, Spotify, or on the platform you use to listen to the show. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about us, that would be a huge blessing. Until next time, peace, peace.